It's been eons! Al, you princely little muffin, you! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Kingdom Hearts by Hearts, where we will be talking about Agrabah First Visit, which is to say Agrabah Visit 2 of mm, 37, by my count. I was about to say, series. Agrabah Visit uh, 2.8, uh, final before the ending. Uh, epilogue, uh, prequel. Uh, Agrabah. Again! <laughs> That's... That might even just be the title for this episode. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah! Agrabah time! Woo! But, before that... Well, even before the before that... <laughs> I'm Kevin! Uh, the host of this... This charade... I'm joined by my co-host, aka my co-pilot in the gummy ship. I am sometimes defined as Marshall. And yeah, we're excited to try and make the uh, Agrabah first visit an exciting discussion. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Hey, uh, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> uh, but even before that, we're going to try to make... Uh, an interesting discussion out of this week's Disney Corner. <laughs> oh, surprise Disney Corner. Yep. Because, uh, you know, if you if you lift up the rock that is uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 Agrabah, you'll see a bunch of squirmy bugs underneath. And uh, underneath those bugs, you'll see uh, Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. Woo! Which is kind of the inspiration for this world's plotline, at least for the first visit. Well... No, second visit too. Yep, it's basically but, it's both in, in one kind of sort of yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we both watched it. So I guess we should, I guess we should talk about it now, huh? Unfortunately, yes. This is, I think, this is the first thing we've watched where I, I kind of despise it. Like we've had some rotten apples. Before, but like this is like a this is a whole new level. Some stinkers. Yeah, yeah. So this is our first uh, Disney home video mm-hmm. feature. Unfortunately, it's not the last. Yep. <laughs> Although I'm I'm raking my brain. I think there's only one other, but we'll get to it later. Um. Yeah. Aladdin uh, two. So I was a dumb kid. And I kind of grew up on this movie, <laughs> and I didn't know the difference because I just saw Aladdin <gasps> two, more Aladdin. I'll take it. Um, yeah, my babysitter had a ton of Disney movies, and this was one of them. So she she had Aladdin, the original, of course. So I watched that plenty. But yeah, I watched this a few times, and obviously I didn't realize it was bad. Um, so this was quite a trip, quite a trip back in time for me. I have not seen this in probably. 20 plus years so yeah i've seen it before Damn. what about you i also own this on a v- 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 vhs <laughs> so yeah nice it's uh yep. something i didn't watch very often but the eh, technically it's still box art for a vhs but the box art 
is infamous in my head. Yeah, the box art is very deceiving because it makes it look like a real movie. <laughs> but surprise, it's like, not. Oh, this looks cool. Yeah. Is this is this the first straight to Disney or straight I was gonna say straight to DVD. Uh straight to video sequel. I, I wanna say is, yes. Right? This this was ninety four, I believe. Yeah. Cause like I'm just I'm like running through all of the Disney shows in my head. They were kind of, they were, well, they were spurred in the mid 90s, so I think Aladdin was, I think Return of Jafar, I should specify, was the first. Mm, I'm trying to, I know the Beauty and the Beast had a couple out around the same time, but I think they were after. Yeah, I remember Belle's Enchanted Castle was this. Enchanted Christmas. Sorry, yes, Enchanted Christmas. It was a special. (laughs) That also particularly confused me growing up because. It takes place during, I believe it takes place yeah. during the ye, the time yeah, frame. Yeah, it's a mid cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I'm like, why is the why is the beast not still the beast? This came out yeah. after Beauty and the Beast, but time wise mm-hmm. took place during Beauty and the Beast. So yeah, yeah that was a very confusing but, time. Let's just take this one one straight to the bin sequel at a time. Uh, so yeah, Aladdin two. Which is, uh, where to begin? So, I'll say this. I feel like the premise of this movie, like, it has potential. Because it's an interesting idea Mm -hmm. of Jafar as a genie. And just kind of reversing the roles where now Aladdin's the vizier. And then Jafar's the genie. And you get to see him as an evil genie. Like, that could have been cool. If it was done right. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't. It Correct. wasn't done right. <laughs> Instead we get George Costanza. <laughs> yes, I, and, uh, I, I can't... Not Robin Williams. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I guess, to be fair, um, is, it Dan, is it Dan Castanella who does Genie outside of... Mm-hmm. That once, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, he's KH Genie, so I think I... I feel like I do love Robin Williams Genie. Everyone should and does. But he, I've heard him as Genie so much that I'm fine with him as Genie. But a big yeah, but. No, he does. He does a passing job. Yeah, this does. Sure. This, this has no benefit towards him. Like I love yeah. Genie's. Speaking of, because we're going to talk about Agrabah, uh Also, can't confirm that uh, this was the first Return to Jafar was the first straight to video. Yeah. We'll call them a uh, sequel. But yes, um, Cage is. Cage is alright. Return to Far is just bad, and he doesn't get it, like any chance to really perform at all. Yeah, he feels very, shall we say, perfunctory? I think I'm using that mm-hmm. correctly. Where I feel like, yeah, you could take him out of the movie and nothing would change. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, like, I feel like the most significant scene with him is him getting beat by Jafar in a genie duel, which I'm still not over. I don't understand how that works. <laughs> I received a text but... being like, excuse me, so I've got an inkling of your feelings. Yeah. So, let's start, I guess, closer to, well, I mean, I don't want to go through a whole run through of the movie. You can watch it if you want, but I don't recommend it. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> I mean, obviously the most standout thing in a bad way is just the animation quality. 
Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, is doo-doo. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I don't know enough about animation to explain why it's worse. I guess it's, like, less detailed, where, like, the movement's more stiff. So I guess, I'm guessing it's, like, not 20 frames per second or 60 or however many. Probably not 60. That's I was much. about to say, yeah. But, like, it's just not as smooth. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cinematic. Exactly. But, um, also just, um, I guess the backgrounds are pretty okay. But, yeah, like, the characters, like, I feel like they go off model a lot, <laughs> especially in the face, like Jasmine, like, oh, she, she makes some pretty weird faces throughout this movie. Oh, I don't <laughs> think I really noticed. Yeah, we're just like, certain features are just like out of proportion, like the eyes will just get really big and they just make really weird faces. And um, Jafar was really, like, they like did the little white um dot in his iris a lot and it made him look weird like not as menacing mm-hmm. i don't know there was something off about it where it's like why are his eyes so detailed um slash why are they not so detailed because it would like fluctuate between them uh but then i think the most egregious <laughs> uh i guess we'll say disparity between this and the original's animation style is they gave him pupils as genie jafar and it, like, completely removed any sort of intimidation. Because it's just like, oh, he's just a big, giant, red buff guy now. I saw us do, oh, he's, like, this malevolent djinn creature. Mm. Like, did, did you catch that? How sometimes, like, he would have the little black dots in his eyes? Um, I didn't. Most, most, I feel like mm. most of the time, he, the, so the, maybe this is where my eyes are drawn instead uh, wink, wink, wink. But uh, but actually, it was the uh, it was the chin, like his his he's drawn a little bit. He's drawn more detailed in this than he is in the movie, I think. Or I feel like there's more of an emphasis. But his face, I think it's a bit too detailed. Again, I'm particularly focused on yeah. the chin area. Like it's a little more profound than I think it should be. So I was probably just staring uh-huh. at the. Um, is it Spongebob where they just point at the guy and yell bald, bald, bald yeah me, me but chin <laughs> every time he's Gene Jafar I just can't stop looking at the mouth area essentially <laughs> oh did he was his chin just just bald <laughs> his chin wasn't bald but it, it I don't know it's just way too profound in my uh, eyes, okay. so I couldn't. I could. Yeah, I, guess, I was. I, I was encapsulated. I was hypnotized by Jafar, and, <laughs> and uh, his yeah. chin. Um, I guess we just noticed different things. Yeah. Well, speaking of character models off, that's I, that's primarily the reason I just stared at Jafar's chin, being like, I can't look away from it. It's just so. so I wouldn't say bad, just different. God. <laughs> but to your credit, yeah. yeah, this movie, movie, if I can call it that. Um, yeah, it definitely. Here's the thing: the art style doesn't change, but it feels like such a downgrade, nonetheless. Uh, you mentioned the frames, and I'm pretty sure this either has less frames or there's much more still frames. Like usually, mm-hmm. sometimes the characters talking uh, outside of this movie, like there's like the body might stay still and the head might emote essentially as well as talk. But I felt like there were mm-hmm. way too many like 
this part of me will be still, but then this part of me will be moving. Like, yeah. And it just fluctuates. It just fluctuated so much. <laughs> yeah, I'd love a side by side comparison on YouTube of like, like characters doing similar sort of movements between like both movies and just seeing like how different it looks. I wonder if that exists. But um, yeah, it's uh, not as good in the animation department, and it's definitely not. I, I can't even say it's not as good. It's like not even on the same planet in the music department. Yeah, they shoehorn <laughs> um, some sh- stuff in here. Whose idea was it to give Yago more than one musical number, including <laughs> the opening song? <laughs> I'm just a bird! A lonely bird! <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, that was bad. Um, but I will say it's, it gave Jafar a villain song, so that's one thing the original doesn't have. Correct. But, uh, what what was it called? Your Second Rate? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that one was okay. I mean, it was definitely the best of the bunch. But, yeah, like, none of them are really catchy or memorable. And, like, does, does, do either Aladdin and or Jasmine have any songs to themselves? Nope. The only thing I can think of is they kind of pipe in with genie songs of like, what is it like friendship is the best or something like that? Or where would I be without my friends or um, really terrible? I, it's probably the best song in a, in a movie full of stinkers, but I couldn't, I can't even remember the, the line. It's when genie comes back and he's like, I've seen the world, yeah. but I haven't seen it with my best friend, Aladdin. And they pipe it at the end, yeah. basically. Um, I liked it in the moment, but I don't remember diddly squat about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is so. a, this is a movie. Well, I guess the, the the short synopsis for anybody who hasn't watched and should not watch Return of Jafar. It obviously takes place after the Aladdin movie. We follow yep. Aladdin, who's been living in the palace for about a year, but he's kind of torn i would still dresses as a street rat exactly he hasn't (laughs) he hasn't changed he's still living in the palace but still going out into agora proper doing his shenanigans he's still running afoul of thieves because he Mm. he breaks into the cave the cave of wonders but i always just assume it was the cave of wonders he kind of deters people from stealing some stuff and we meet unfortunately we meet abbas mall which i think i took me halfway through the movie to realize that it's just a play on abysmal. I think yep. after they said it like 20 times, I was like, oh! Yeah, I'll give them that one. I hate it. <laughs> I, I get it, but I'm also like, hmm, was it worth it? Was it really worth it? Yeah, uh, it's very cheeky, because like, he's already, like, he just doesn't fit in with this world, because, yeah, it's it's um, Jason Alexander. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just basically George Costanza, but in Agrabah, 100%. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And then, yeah, he gets his on the lamp. Jafar tricks him into using two of his wishes and says, Hey, hey you, I want to kill Aladdin. He's like, I would also like to kill the Aladdin. Why don't we work together? And then the part that I think matters the most to Cage 2 is the fact that Iago is trying to get back into good graces after abandoning Jafar. Yeah. Um, uh, to eat your heart out, Zuko, because this is the greatest redemption story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do appreciate, do I do I appreciate Cage more? Probably because it's not actually Return of Jafar, 
But, you know, these... Welcome to Kingdom Hearts 2 onwards, where they're just adaptations of the movies most of the time. I, mm. I It was weird to see that in the movie, in Return of Jafar proper, that he, it's... Excuse me. Excuse me again. It's weird to see in Return of Jafar proper that he is trying to get back in the palace for his own ambition and for his own motives. Whereas I feel like in Kingdom Hearts 2, it is mostly... I actively want to like apologize. Actually, like, he's yeah. genuine. As opposed to an ungenuine. So, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is his movie, because Aladdin doesn't really do anything. Yep. <laughs> um, He's got this whole subplot where, oh, I want to be the vizier, but for some reason the sultan's mad at me. The sultan, like, doesn't trust him because he brings Iago yes. to the palace and tries to tell everyone he's good now. And the sultan's like, how dare you? And it's like, well, this is the guy that saved the whole kingdom in the first place. But now because he's trying to, you know, bring the bird into the fold and, you know, like, vouch for him, like, hey, he's on our side now. Like, mm-hmm. now suddenly you're like, no, oh, no, this is ridiculous. How you dare you? my trust, boy. Polly, what a yeah, cracker? like, that subplot's really dumb. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. And then he decides he wants to travel the world at the end. Yay! Even though that wasn't really hinted at at all. But suddenly that was his character arc. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's it, the genie bit is that, the, but that's, that is literally... Literally it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's it's weird. And then Jafar's, like, whole plot doesn't... It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, first of all, if you're Genie Jafar, like, wouldn't you want to draw out the wishes as long as possible? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you instantly burn through the first two? Like... What is stopping a beast mall from instantly being like, I wish for whatever, and then poof, you're back in the lamp forever until someone else just randomly finds you? Mm-hmm. Like, why would, <laughs> like, why would you throw away your lifeline like that so recklessly? Like, he tries intimidating him into, you know, not making his wish, but like, I guess the beast mall is just really stupid, but like, that's not how this works, buddy. Like, yeah. He's the one calling the shots here, not you. Yeah. Although I guess he does. He makes him use up his wishes and attempts to be like... I remember because he, he emphasizes it about literally, I mean, rules of three at least, three times throughout the movie where he's like, Abismal is debating what he... Well, first it's Jafar's like, hey, use your two wishes. Don't use the third one. I'll make it special. And then the latter two are, hey, 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 what are you doing? No. Stunt, dumb Abismal. Don't do that. I'm going to give you a special third wish. Just hold on to your horses there, buddy. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the, it's the the weirdest carrot on a stick I think I've ever seen in film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, what are the limits of a genie's power? Because he's basically able to do anything, even without a baseball wishing for it. Exactly. Including inflicting pain on a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what? That that seems like you're taking advantage of some sort of loophole or something. Exactly. Um, I, I will admit, at least when he makes him use his two wishes, it's the very it is the genie trope of "be careful what you wish for" because he's like, "I want the sunken treasure." Barbara, 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 and he literally just transports him into a sunken ship where he cannot breathe yeah. and he's being assaulted by sea creatures. 
And he's like, don't yeah. you wish you were back where we just were? And he's like, yes, yes, save my life, yeah. yes! But, like, see, if this was an actual movie, like, the wishes would have been the whole plot. Like, they mm-hmm. would have done something interesting with them to, like, change the world. Like, for some reason, my head is going to Shrek forever after. <laughs> Honestly? And mood. And also, yes, and they, actually kind of They the could have thing. done, like, some weird, like, alternate reality type stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure Cinderella 3 does this. And a lot of people say that's a surprisingly good sequel. Mm, too bad um, we'll never get to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. They could have just done more interesting creative stuff with the wishes, but they didn't. Which I get it, like, time, budget animation exactly yeah like no i just wasted potential i feel like you could have used the again making the wishes the center point uh perhaps there's a limit to what jafar can and cannot do and then okay we have to use a wish to like juice me up enough to do this thing or to get around this Mm. hurdle but uh unfortunately they're they're just not used to good effect yeah Exactly. We tried. And then, yeah, it makes no sense, like, how he's immediately able to dispose of Genie. Because it's like, okay, it's Jafar, who's been a Genie for, like, ten minutes, versus Genie, who's been a Genie for Infinity. Like, hmm, I wonder which one's better at being a Genie. I guess it's Jafar. Ugh. Yep. I guess... I guess you could argue, oh, well, it's because he has, like, he's actually a, a Genie of the Lamp. So he's got that lamp buff. But, like, there's nothing about Genie that suggests he has less power than when he was, you know, imprisoned by the lamp. Because he's, like, he's able to, like, create a picnic out of nothing. He can, like, create food out of thin air. Mm-hmm. He, like, teleports around and stuff. He still does all of his impressions. Um, he does something else in the movie where he, like, saves Aladdin. and So, like... It's just, you know, it's that territory of, like, any sort of magic system where it's like, okay, what are the rules, what are the limits, where, how come Jafar can imprison Genie in this weird crystal ball, but then Genie can't just break out of it, mm-hmm. so. But Yago can by just dropping the ball and breaking it. <laughs> yeah. Genie has uh, a line when he returns about his magic isn't as powerful, but there isn't any oh, indication to that. what... Like, there's no indication to what causes it. He doesn't say, oh, my magic's on the fritz because I've been traveling the world and using it constantly. Or maybe I was so used to the lamp and I've lost a bit of power now that I'm not tethered to the lamp anymore. But yeah. there's just he's just like, oh, I'm not as strong as I used to be. As a, as a throwaway line to an attempt, in an attempt to justify what you just said. An attempt mm-hmm. it is. But... Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah. They should definitely... Expanded on it. I wonder. I wonder how they do it in like um, the animated series. Like if they explain like, oh, mm-hmm. he can't grant wishes or anything anymore, but he can hang out. Yeah. And and speaking uh, of animated series, this was basically the kickoff of the Aladdin show. But but three buts. But it premiered mm-hmm. after the Aladdin show had already started. So nothing mm. makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure that was confusing for many a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just kind of pointless. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember liking it as a kid, but when I look back, I think I... Honestly, the only scene I remember 
is the end because it had lava. Yep. <laughs> and I thought it was cool. That and I really like the way that Flower Jewel is animated. <laughs> oh, the one that Abba Small has and then Abu has, mm-hmm. I think, when they get back to the pe- back to the yeah, palace. and then they give it to Jasmine. It's like, ooh, it's so shiny and satisfying to the eye. <laughs> so, I like that part. Okay. But that's about it. And then I guess I'll give them props for uh, bringing most of the voice actors back. Aladdin's the same. Jasmine's the same. Uh, Jafar's the same, which is surprising. Yep. Yago's the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genie's obviously not the same, but he's he does a good job. Yeah. Um, the Sultan I might be the same, but I think he yeah, changed for the show. Sure. Or any yeah, future installments I mean, he might change. Yeah, I mean, the Sultan doesn't have a super distinct voice, so it was close enough. But uh, um, Kooky old man is all you need for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that, and I'm pretty sure they all came back for Kingdom Hearts as well, so... Yeah, I believe so. I guess they're not in super high demand. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah, they're no uh, Tate Donovan, far. at the very least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> aye, aye. aye. Uh, if you want a better so, Aladdin movie, go watch... King of Thieves. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm curious how that one holds up. Because at least that one brings back Robin Williams. But mm-hmm. I... That's a story for never, because they have not adapted that. Mm-hmm. Although that would be, like, the only good one to adapt for, like, you know, a non-theatrical Disney movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Huh. We can dream of a better <laughs> Aladdin thing to use. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, why don't we why don't we jump on into the gummy ship and blast off? So uh, we can talk about the gummy route for this one. The was it the Forgotten Highway? This one is Ancient Highway. highway. Ancient Highway. Yeah. Yes. Because um, I guess. Yeah, I like. I feel like this one has like the strongest correlation between like the design of the gummy route and the actual theme of the world. Yeah, the- I guess. I guess Little Mermaid or Atlantica has like a Splash Island type of thing. Yeah, which is similar. Those are pretty but- similar too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, so this one and our next one feature. Ba- I mean, highway. It's right there in the title. There's going to be a long yep. line. Or a long road in the background where you can periodically shoot some ships that are just these car-like vehicles along the highway. Other than that, stuff pops in and yep. out. Uh, the biggest feature, kind of similar to the Phantom Storm pirate ship, is that the both highway routes feature the... I had to look up the name because I was like, this has to have, has to have a name, right? The Reaper's Wheel uh, enemy Ooh. ship appears here in our, our next route. And it is essentially... There's like certain sections where... You fly right above the highway, and this basically big wheelie from uh, Kirby tries to mow you down. So you got to shoot at it. Yep. Yeah, I I managed to beat him this time, and it's one of those things where I'm never sure, Ooh. like, wait, do I always do this, or was I just really good this time? I feel like he's easier on this route, so I feel like, yeah, you can usually take him out pretty pretty easy if you just keep shooty shooting him yeah um, i realized yeah, when i did the will. second time what the strategy is i didn't get to uh, uh destroy him though r.i.p 
but yeah, it's much easier when you get better blueprints or just design a offense-based gummy and come back. So he's got like these four little uh, weak points, I'll call them, that, you know, he'll close in on you. You gotta shoot the weak points so he doesn't catch up to you and wreck your day. But also, if you constantly, you have to remember to shoot at the actual enemy aside from just shooting at the weak points. Like, you should shoot at the big, literally, the big wheel. And then also try to hit the weak point when it gets close enough. And I kind of forgot it the yep. first time. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then, aside from that, the the main thing, which is the whole reason I brought up this coming around in the first place, uh, the main thing that stands out to me is, of course, the music. Because it's the best gummy track in the game. Uh, you can fight me on that. Mm. It's really good. And also, it is way worse in the, you know, 2.5 edition than the original track. They, like, do something to tweak it where it just doesn't have as much of an oomph to it. Yeah. And it's very disappointing. Oh. I think you mentioned that about another gummy track, but I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, not a gummy track, I don't think, but there's definitely a few others um, tracks where I think they're worse in the remastered version. Yes, uh, it's something it's in like the first three episodes, uh, I remember, because uh, uh, Peek Behind the mm. Curtains, I do all of the, the background editing once Kevin's done splicing up the epi, and so I remember you were complaining about here's the additional, here's the original rendition, and here's the remix rendition, and why does the remix rendition sound like I want to shove my head through a piece of metal? <laughs> ah, I will have to look back through my notes and compare. Um, but I will say the the reverse is true, and we should have talked about it last week, but uh, <laughs> the Port Royal battle music mm-hmm. uh, for all the real ones who were there for the uh, basically the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire trumpet uh, rendition of the He's a Pirate theme from Pirates of the Caribbean. It was so bad. Oh my god. In the original PS2 release. But, um, thank god they fixed it in 2.5 where it's actually, or like, it basically just sounds exactly like the, uh, the movie soundtrack, which is yeah. a-okay in my book. So, <laughs> music. Um, so yeah, we finish the route and then we enter the world. And Sora and the boys just—they have all the energy that Agraba deserves. They just mosey on in without a care in the world. Like, oh yeah, this place. <laughs> and uh, they just waste no time getting to the punch. Like, okay, <laughs> let's go find Jasmine and Aladdin. Let's see what's going on. Uh, and then Sora, for some reason, is like, do you think Riku's with them? <laughs> oh, Sora. And, oh, Sora. Oh, yeah, like, Sora. Why? No, he even goes as far as to say, hey, maybe Riku's with them. Like, he thinks that he'll actually be here. Like, he's optimistic. And Donald's just like, mm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've complained about it, and we're going to complain about it here. They, I mean, two, two, I mean, well, I weigh all the options. On one hand, there is a, hey, remember, there's a plot besides just go to Disney World, yeah. do a little smacky, smacky, heartless thing, and Quote, unquote, plot. Yeah. But also being like, 
I, th- I feel like there's a better way to phrase it. Be- there's a better way to phrase this that's not just, boy, oh boy, hope the king and uh, Riku are around here. Like, what indication? Yeah, he might as well have just said, boy, oh boy, I hope the plot shows up in this world. <laughs> Which is funny because we've mocked Sora being like, hey, if plot points show up, just call us back and we'll show up. Which, yep. aka, never actually happens, but... <laughs> yeah, and I think in this world, I think he has that line, too. But, like, at no point did he ever explain that's what he was here for. <laughs> and I, I, this isn't the only time he's done that, either. <laughs> I think he did something similar in Olympus, where he was just like, Hey, Hercules, tell me if you saw Riku and the gang. And Hercules was like, who? <laughs> yeah, it happens <sighs> at the end of Herc. And then Beast Castle, I believe, as well. Like, almost yeah. back to back. Basically, any of the worlds you return to. Yeah. For any any strangers you meet, luckily he spares them the whole, oh, let me know if you find my friend, please. One is oh. a three-foot-tall talking mouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yep, we're in Agrabah, and... Um, yeah, there's really not a whole lot to do because, let's see, uh, what even happens when you get in? Do, do uh, the Heartless show up and then you, like, save the man, the merchant? Or... Uh, not even that. So, um, so you you kind of jump into uh, uh, Iago trying to, uh, or mulling over how he's going to make his amends. Right. But, like I mentioned during our Disney Corner, from an actual genuine perspective not like without any malicious actual intent of like yeah oh how do i win favor i kind of effed over all these people um and then goofy is like it's the Iago, and then he's i think he he tries to or is like in the process of explaining himself and then the uh the luna bandits show up which leads to the show and then it goes into an endless endless heartless fight Spoiler alert! And then Iago kind of saves us, and we du- du- we duck into the peddler shop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, the filthy peddler shop was just a pot of human excrement. I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah, funny because happy. in Aladdin, the little peddler is just genie in disguise. So yeah, I th- it I, doesn't make any sense. The fact that they use him as an actual character in Kingdom Hearts is always kind of a. Uh, Funny, in, in, in retrospective. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, so yeah, you're in the peddler shop, and um, for some reason this like particular, I guess, room always stands out to me, because I have a very specific memory of getting to Agrabah the first time I played through this game, Yep. Um, and then saving in the shop, and then like turning the game off for that night. I don't know why. But I just remember being so excited, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm back in Agrabah. What's, what wonders await me? Oh boy! <laughs> Agrabah! <sighs> if only I could have kept that naivete. Oh, but, um, yeah, we're in the shop, and then we decide to hit the streets, and then it's, uh, there's still nothing to do, um, because there's no heartless <laughs> for some reason. You can just talk to your pals. Uh, then you go to the palace. No, look, Sora, Donald, Goofy, it's me, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And uh, things and things and stuff happen. And Yago's like, ah, maybe Al's cheating on you. And she's like, oh, get him, boys. 
And then, oh no, wait, you're only two feet away, but you can't hear me explain that Yago's good now. Ah, she's gone. It's fine. Yeah, Whatever. we had to stuff the returns of par plot somewhere, and here it is. <laughs> yeah. Very much the just... Iago shows up, there is uh, too much commotion, or too emotions yeah. fly rampant, so no one's listening to reason. Because literally, uh, yeah. what is it? They We walk in, Iago's like hiding behind somebody's back. Or they're trying to like yep. butter him up, and then he's like, "Well, maybe Aladdin's seeing someone else." And Jasmine's like, "You mm-hmm. son of a!" <laughs> yeah, because she's explaining, "Oh, Aladdin is just so distant lately." Um, and she kind of gives the boys an assignment to go scope him out. Um, so scope him out, we do. So go back to the city, yay! I wonder where this Aladdin um, fellow was going to be hiding. Yeah, there's, there's so many places to hide. Uh, so, yeah, get a cutscene of Abu making off a treasure, as Abus do. Mm-hmm. And uh, the merchant, is, or the peddler, is chasing after him, but then Aladdin's chasing after him. Whoa! Hi, Sora! Another busy day in the life! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they catch up to that flea-ridden mongrel... And they fork over the lamp. Uh, the lamp. Yeah. Get a reunion with Aladdin. They explain the stuff. And then they ask, hey, what's going on, pal? Pull up a chair. Why don't you tell us? You and Jasmine. Spit some game uh, to us, Ali G. Yeah, what's the problem? How can we help? (laughs) Oh, yeah. He just literally misses Genie. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it's weird. They, like, set it up to be, like, this big thing. Like, oh, Aladdin's so distant. And, like, oh, he's just so distracted. Yeah, like, is he hiding something? Is the, is there a surprise going on? No, he just, he wants to be where the people are. Because that's why I come here. The action. The people. Oh, God. The most infamous screenshot of this <laughs> entire game. Where, yeah, he's explaining, oh, I just love the hustle and bustle of the city. And it literally pans around... The barren streets of Agrabah looking like Thanos just ran amok. <laughs> and the, it has the speech bubble of, yeah, exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. The act, the sights, the people. There's always so much going on here. And it's like, wow, could you be any less self-aware right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, just y- y'all wait. This is not the first time. I mean, we know what's hap- going to happen, but this ain't the first time yeah. this instance is going to pop up. No sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but then he goes on to say, I mean, look what happened today. I just ran to you guys. So, like, I don't know. Like, you should have just led with that. Like, there's always something happening here. Like, look at today. I just ran to you guys. Like, you don't have to... Don't call attention to the non-existent crowds. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Because, like, he's basically fine after this. Like, nothing comes out of this. Exactly. you know, him and Jasmine are, like, having some, some trouble in paradise. Like, he just goes back to being regular Aladdin. And, like, at that point, that's not even really the conflict. Like, after that, it's, well... Uh, Yago recognizes that lamp. I spent a whole Jafar's year in that lamp. lamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to the merchant, and we're like, hey, give us the lamp. And he's like, mm, I smell a ripoff. Uh, and he says, uh, now, gotta, gotta fork over the treasure. And then Fit for a sultan. 
Yes. Exactly. But it's not Aladdin's to ask. Like, would you... <laughs> would you just shut up and ask for their treasure? Do you want, you know, the all-powerful Jafar who's hell-pent on revenge to escape? I'm sure <laughs> if you... Do you want your pride? Exactly. I feel like if he explained himself, this this world could have been literally ten minutes long. But no, yeah, there has to or be fake if, conflict. Yeah. Or if they just explain, hey, it's Jafar, send the entire royal guard, like, squadron to apprehend this peddler and take the lamp because it's extremely dangerous for the entire city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's dumb. But, yeah, they decide, well, what about the Cave of Wonders? Which is weird that it's still accessible in the first place. Like, I kind of got the impression that it was kaput. After mm-hmm. the lamp was gone, but whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have our game plan. We're going to go to the Cave of Wonders to find some treasure. Um, even though, again, isn't the whole point of the Cave of Wonders not to take treasure from it? Otherwise, it turns into a giant lava-filled doom machine. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, yeah. There's no consistency. Um... But, yeah, so that becomes the plot for the rest of the world. Like, forget Jasmine, you're just overreacting chick. <laughs> uh, it's treasure! That's what's really important. Yeah, um, I, and I guess this is the inter- interpretation, quote-unquote, of more of Return to Jafar. Unfortunately, plot points of... I think it is... Oh, it's right before Aladdin is crowned the Grand Vizier. And Jasmine's like, are you ready for this weird dinner I've been hyping up? And he's like, yeah, sounds great. Hmm, Aladdin, is there something you want to share with me? I feel like you're hiding something. Oh no, Jasmine, I am perfectly fine. Tis me, yep. Aladdin. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and then she gets pissed off because she was like, you're hiding Iago! So, oh God, there's yeah, a, unfortunately the correlation, but it just doesn't translate too well here. It's basically... Yeah, exactly. It's faux, it's faux tension, essentially, at the end of the day, so... Yeah, they like, right. pick little bits and pieces, but like don't really do anything with them. So it's like, why did you even bother? It's weird. Exactly. Um. So yeah, Aladdin has joined their party. Yay! Um. So now we can go out and explore. And now Heartless actually will appear. Yep. And yeah, Aladdin. He's okay. I don't really know what his moves are. I'm sure they're the same <laughs> as the last game, except I know that he has like the sonic homing attack where he just keeps like whooshing back and forth. Yeah. Uh, between enemies. Uh, but other than that, he's pretty basic. This is unironically my favorite part of the world. The part where we don't do any plot and we just F about. Because <laughs> I do like the design of Agrippa. Unfortunately, the plot yeah. does not really take us too far slash at all into the city of Agrabah. We kind of just do it because we can. Yeah, and like, we have the option to do it to do it. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't played Days and I know Agrabah's in there, but I assume it's just Cage One's design from what little I have seen of it. But yeah, like none of the games have ever really captured like the city well, because it is a whole ass city. Like it's not just mm-hmm. one street. <laughs> Yep. Um, so yeah, Cage 2 definitely gets closer with like this main area. But yeah, it's just two rooms. And then the rest of the world is just the Cave of Wonders and then the big sand area that's nothing. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's it's a shame. Um, so yeah, you got some heartless to fight. Uh, got some destructible fruit stalls. It's always fun. Destruction. Um, yeah, and then um, yeah, why don't we uh, talk about the new heartless we got here? So we got the lunar bandits. Yeah, um, replacing the original bandits. R.I.P. Never forget a real one. Or they kind of yeah. they function very similarly, so they're uh, less sure. gone and more evolved at this point. Yeah, they're definitely just the extension of the bandits. Um, they fight pretty similarly, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the bandits had a few more tricks up their sleeves, but um, yeah, I feel like I. Well, they have their um, spin dash. I will always call it where they just kind of like uh, roll in midair and just fling themselves towards you. Yeah, because sometimes exactly. if, you, if, if you caught a straight one, you could die. But I don't mm-hmm. think the Luna Bandit, Luna Bandit, sorry, uh, stands out too much besides being acrobat themed. Yeah, yeah, like they don't have reaction command to mm-hmm. go along with them. They just got big swords. Yep. I will say, at one point there was like three of them that just like totally jumped me, and they kept stun locking me with their attacks. Oh, like in a corner, and I was like, "What is happening here? Like this has never happened to me." And I was just trying to pop off a reflect. Yep, but I couldn't get it. Because they, they they did the thing you're supposed to do when it's multiple opponents against one, where they just all attacked at once, basically. <laughs> waiting for their turns, like patient little gentlemen. Um, so yeah, they did a lot of damage. I didn't die, but I was surprised, because like, I've never really had problems with that before. Yeah. On critical mode. Um, Damn. So I guess, yeah. They're, they're dangerous in numbers. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we got those guys, and then once we make our way through, um, uh, once we get to the Cave of Wonders, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, there's little icy ice cubes and little multi-hot lava cakes, and they're exactly what they sound like. <laughs> yes, a fun fact, very close. Icy Cube is the little ice dude, and Fiery Globes the little lava guys. Oh, Shark yeah. Boy and Lava Girl too. Essentially, yeah, they're they are minuscule enough to where they don't really matter in terms of like a strategy. They're just like little fire guard, little ice guy. I guess I feel like when I'm in when I'm back into a corner or I'm surrounded by icy cubes, I'll just launch a fire because of course they yeah, are big exactly. to fire. The fire globes just are use the opposing to element. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I get swamped by the icy cubes a lot. So fire is perfect because fire is an AOE in this game. So, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like, to me, all they are are just a, like, a prompt for the magic spell. Like, they're just a big, giant target. <laughs> like, they don't actually pose any sort of risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, uh, I think our last new Heartless of the bunch is the, um... It's two what's of them. the name? Oh, there's two? Yeah. There's there's the uh, the mage, the blizzard mage. Yeah, fortune teller. Yep. Uh, I was going to say fortune teller because they look like fortune tellers. <laughs> <laughs> the counter, the uh, the counterpart to the bandits. Yep, they're... When you, get, when you enter the Cave of Wonders, there are these fortune tellers that are these uh, blizzard mages, essentially. Kind They fly around on a crystal ball and they'll attack from afar. And when they are low on health, they'll spam blizzard attacks at you, so watch it. Yep. Watch your boots. Yeah, they have like they're they have a blizzard spell that kind of works like fire, where like it spins around them, mm-hmm. um, 
and that's really good at interrupting your combo. So they're they're a little tricky for sure, because yeah, they usually attack um, from like mid range, so you gotta close in. But like even when you do, like they can still um, kind of fight you off. Um, but obviously they are weak to fire, but not to Blizzard. But because in the air, like I always feel like magic is way less effective in the air, especially fire. Um, so they're they're tricky. Yeah, they're mostly floaty floaty girls to Yeah, because yep. when you ca- well when you cast magic in midair, you I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it using my human words. You definitely you your momentum shifts. It it slows down a bunch. So you can actually yeah, cast a spell efficiently. And, so mm-hmm. o- almost as if you got stuck in the mud for a bit, you go a little bit slower, especially the only thing about fire, because fire really depends on you being positioned correctly. So I, I guess it is kind of yeah, meant exactly. to help you with aerial magic, but it still feels a little awkward at the end of the day. Yeah, because like you'll start your fire, but then the enemy can just fly away, but you're still <laughs> stuck in your one spot, and then you don't actually hit anything. So yeah, exactly. So kind of hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Like you would have basically, you would only like the best way to use it is. Um, to, like, start a combo with your Keyblade. Mm-hmm. And then, like, toward the end, because you're, like, kind of stun-locking them, then pop off the fire. But even then, like, it just never feels particularly great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Those are Heartless. And then we get the return of the Fat Bandits. And, um, boy, do they hit hard. Um, mm-hmm. They got their little, uh, puffy, puffy... Smackdown move where they charge up their fists for like 10 seconds and you're like standing there spamming reflect because you're like alright now he's gonna hit now he's gonna hit now he's gonna hit <laughs> now he's gonna hit oh god I'm out of magic oh no he hit that finally ah it hit me oh yeah right. Fat Bandit's oh. got a hell of My an bones. upgrade between KH1 yeah. and this thing like they're rapid they're I mean what before I mean this, I mean welcome to KH2 in general I feel like the large body did get a decent upgrade, so yeah, but Fat Bandit goes ham. Yeah. Like, there is the uh, old, uh, ground pound hammer swing move where he just jumps up and, like, swings his fists a bunch. Yeah. There's there's sure. this fiery fist move. He's still got his traditional fireball attack and the fire breath. Um, the yep. fire breath really screwed me over this playthrough. Every time I would get caught by it, I'd be up against a wall. So I would just stay mm. and get like stay in place because I'm up against the wall and I can't move. You know, it's it pushes me back, but I'm still within the flames range. So I would just burn mm-hmm. to a crisp on the side of a wall, get up and be like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." Hmm. Yeah, and then I think that's it. So there is one friend you are forgetting about. Hmm. Who am I forgetting about? The Silver Rock! Because we had to bring back the Red Rhapsody, Blue Nocturne, uh, Yellow Opera, Green Rhapsody character. But not those. Wow. (laughs) I would have never told you that was their name. Yeah? (laughs) The Mage Boys are back. The Smart Bomb, a.k.a. Spam Reaction Command as soon as you can, a.k.a. Uh... Wizard Forum Delight, because they're basically an insta-kill. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, those guys. Right. Um, yeah, they're annoying. If if you're not attentive, because, yeah, it's basically just, they go into their little 
spirit bomb form and then you can fling them away with reaction command but then like there's a window where if you wait too long then you can't use reaction command anymore and then they'll just explode in your face um yeah that's that's all i got from them do they even do anything else (laughs) um i mean they're resistant to magic that's kind of about it but yes the uh the silver rock has this little like you said a little spirit ball form and then the shift shot reaction will pop up, and it's Whoa. as you said, literally you just yeet, you yeet them directly where yep. you're aiming. So uh, lock onto something, use the reaction command, and benefit from murdering them. Literally hit, <laughs> uh, hit, hitting an idiot with another idiot. Yep, exactly. And profiting. So yeah, back to the plot. Um, so yeah, we head over to the Cave of Wonders, and then, oh no, look who's here! Is that P? For some reason. <laughs> I, this, I don't know why he's in this world, because he's literally here for, like, two scenes, and then that's it. And it's like, okay, like, it's just, everybody, everything about this person is just so forced, it's just the most nothing <laughs> like I think it's the most egregious so far of just what was the point of any of this yeah <laughs> but we'll we'll get into that more toward the end but yeah Peach is randomly here up to no good exploring the Cave of Wonders even though again shouldn't it like not be here and also shouldn't you need the Golden Beetles to make it appear but whatever standing at the concession plotting his oppression <laughs> <laughs> so we follow him in uh, to a very different Cave of Wonders. Mm-hmm. This has always bothered me, and this is just a problem in general with Kingdom Hearts 2. I may have already mentioned this. But yeah, the layout is just completely different. So, in Kingdom Hearts 1, there's just a bunch of, you know, like, ruins, basically, of, like, an old temple yep. sort of vibe. Uh, and here, it's, like, I don't know, this, like, weird, like, geometric cubes... And sand, and it's like there's diamonds and gems it's, in the first room. Yeah, it's less of more of like this ancient ruin, and more of like, I would say more akin to like a a cave. Yeah. yeah. Of wonders. <laughs> Literally! But like, woo! But I guess they're, they're trying to make it more magic-y. Mm-hmm. But it does make you wonder, like, okay, well, why, why is it completely different? And I'll give... I guess you can give the Cave of Wonders a pass. Like, oh, it's magical. It changes every time. But that same exact problem uh, lies in just Agrippa, the city's design, where the palace gates are completely different, and then the whole city around it is completely different. So it's like, what's what's going on with these worlds? Why are they all... Why do they all have completely different layouts now? (laughs) Yeah, no, there's a... There's a lot going on. Yeah, like, at least Olympus... Like, what's pretty one-to-one with the Colosseum, which, I mean, how could you mess that up, really? But here, it's like, what? what's going on? And now that I think about it, I guess Halloween Town, honestly, is the only other one, Disney-wise, with, like, noticeable differences between, mm-hmm. like, the same location. Um, and we, we definitely got into this with, like, our Hollow Bastion discussion, where it's like, why does this look so different? But yeah, in the Disney World, it's really apparent, where it's like, they just... Completely redesigned the entire world. I thought we wouldn't notice. <laughs> yep. But we did. We did, and we want an explanation, Nomura. 
Oh yeah. But yeah, Cave of Wonders, aka Cave of Not So Wonders, because yeah, it's just this room, and then you go in, and then there's like a little water room with the monkey statues, and a really pointless mini game. Because of course, what would in a Kingdom Hearts 2 world be without a pointless mini game? <laughs> where you have to escort a boo through the water, and it's really pointless. And it's really easy, and I don't understand, like, how you're supposed to fail this, but, um, yeah, you just get him to go, and then you press triangle to make him do his little monkey jump. Yeah, I guess you can't you fail it, and just take a very long time to get to the end, perhaps. Yeah, like, there's, like, the little icicles that appear in the air, and I guess those are dangerous, but yeah, like, they're so slow, and he just walks past them immediately, so it's like... Uh, How's it supposed to pose any threat to me? Like, you can attack them to, like, break them, I guess. But it's like, well, why would I do that instead of just escorting a boo when he's already past them? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, my strategy is always just basically do, um, um, huh, what game was it? Basically, you just press the triangle and circle button at the same time so that you jump over the water, and then you also tell Abu to jump over the water and do that two or three times, and congratulations, you're done. <laughs> but, um, huh, what game is There's, like, a game, maybe God of War, where when you, like, press two buttons at once, it'll do a different attack. Oh, uh, that's gonna drive me nuts now. <laughs> <laughs> but carry on. What uh, what uh, what happens next after Abu secures the treasure? <sighs> so yeah, there is unfortunately this weird, pointless little mini. It was Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you now know that. Yes, Triangle and Circle would do his uh his big thunderclap move. Yeah. Uh, X and Square would do the big Hulk smash into the ground. Classic. And then I I think it was square and circle, which is an awkward one to pull off, uh, would do his fly through the air headbutt attack, which was always really fun. Weird. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it was square and triangle. Oh, that was the ground pound. But anyways. <laughs> I'm, I, glad I, you, I'm, I'm glad you remembered this. Like, I embarrass <laughs> the thought of you up, up at 12 o'clock being like, oh, I gotta go to bed, but I gotta figure out what game... This button combo's yeah. from. I got to know. I only say it because it was on the PS2 controller, and that's what I'm used to for this, for Kingdom Hearts 2, anyways. <laughs> um, but yes, you can you can continue now. Uh, so the the jewel is in, and what what's around the next corner? Yeah. Uh, I guess the nice thing from the this weird wave puzzle is that Donald gets Blizzard, so Donald now has access to. True. Well, I guess he had Thunder before. But now he has a yeah, line attack. Just more options are cool. A, it took him a really long time. Jeez. Yeah, this is what our th third to last world, kind of. Not really. Yeah, we're we're definitely getting there. Yeah. Um, I guess it's different because Donald only ever learns one spell instead of them stacking. Um, so like his magic, just once he has it, he has it, and then I guess it just gets stronger with his MP. Um, so I guess they had to kind of spread out his spells throughout the whole game. But yeah, it's it's weird to get Blizzard, which is like, it was our first spell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he doesn't get it until like almost halfway through the game. So. Yeah, it's weirdly notable. Hence why we're noting it. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. weird. Um, and then if we didn't have enough 
random pointless mini games, we get another <gasps> random pointless mini game. Yeah, okay. Beat up a bunch of heartless with an arbitrary time limit that like ninety. Like, would anyone fail this? <laughs> I almost failed this. I repeated it like three times. So at the end, there's that final puzzle piece, and I got to have that puzzle piece. Oh, yes. So, yeah. That's for sure. It took me, I think, three times. The second time... See, I, I always really know it's coming, so I always pan the camera down when I'm falling and push myself just right to where I just gotta... I'm just a keyblade swipe away from getting it. Yeah, I'm always, like, literally a hair away, and it pisses me off yeah. every single time. But yeah, no, it sucks when you miss, and you're like, get yeah, luckily, yeah, luckily you can teleport back up, but it's still a pain in the butt to go through all of it. Yeah, yeah the chasm of challenges is so damn weird. So the prompt, because most most instances like this when it comes to boss fights or mini games, you get the little prompt at the top of the screen with your objective. And this one is, defeat the Heartless before the platforms disappear. But it starts with your platform disappearing. So, immediately very counterintuitive. Like, alright, I have to, like... When you read it, you think, you, oh, okay, there's going to be a platform, we have to continue to be heartless, or else they'll disintegrate. No, they naturally disintegrate over time. You have no say in the matter. So, it's just being like, hey, uh, there's a time limit. That's about it. Yep. Why? Uh, Why? Yeah, how many how many waves is it? Is it three or four? It's I feel like we dropped three times, so I think there's the initial one. So I guess that would be four platforms technically, yeah. Because there's three three drops and then the final one at the very bottom. Gotcha. Yeah. So the first three are basically a joke because it's against the tiny boys. Exactly. Uh, and then yeah, the the last one is three. Count them three fat bandits, and that's the only real hard part, quote unquote. Uh, but if you just spam reflect, that's a good way to knock them out. Yep. Or, if you're like me, you always wait for this particular section to finally pop off Aladdin's limit. Mm. Speedster time. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, yeah. Aladdin does a little shimmy shimmy. Bunch of comic book panel like effects pop up. And then, ha! Huh, I'm back! Uh, and then the, the limit proper can begin. Um, so it's... Yeah, you got your alternating attacks between uh, X and Square, where it's basically Aladdin's like special move, where he does the homing attack, but now Sora joins in on the fun, so like, you both will hone yep. home in uh, on enemies and like bounce back and forth between them. Beep, 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 beep. Um, which is fun. Unless you do want fat bandits, <laughs> because they're still fat bandits, and because the way this room is set up, you're you're gonna get nothing but belly. So this isn't really useful, and I should probably plan this out better. But it's like <laughs> none of the other fights really call for the limit because one, it's either the tiny little mobs, or two, it's just a bunch of enemies that are so spread out that like a limit isn't really efficient. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then um after that his final attack uh trickster uh trickster um uh i don't really know exactly how it works but he does a big finisher and then 
Whenever enemy he attacks drops a bunch of drive orbs. Yes. And I don't know. Is it just drive orbs or is it also money? I want to um, say prizes in general, but maybe yeah. drive orbs or money. They're yellow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, like maybe it depends on the enemy. I'm not sure, but money would make more sense for Aladdin. Um, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'll I'll have to try it again on like regular enemies. Um, I mean, I will say, yeah, the effect of the the money or the drive orbs dropping, like one, it helps this limit stand out because it actually does something different. Um, mm-hmm. But two, it makes sense for Lannan's character because he's the the tricky thief. So that's kind of a cool little nod. Um, so, eh, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, confirmed, uh, they are drive orbs. Okay. But I feel like Lannan has other moves that do something very similar where he drops a bunch of prizes, specifically money, I believe. But... Yeah, hmm. for sure. We'll see. We will see. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, Love is kind of cool. It's very flashy. That's why I like to use it. Yeah, I will give it that for sure. Um, and it's not like too annoying to use where... I mean, yeah, like we said, it's way better than Jack's where it's like, what am I even doing with this? And then same with Beast <laughs> where it's like, you're like stuck in molasses and you can't really move. Um, so... I guess I'll give it upper tier status. Um, uh, so yeah, once you take out the fat bandits, then you can proceed. And then it's really weird. Like I, I always make this mistake where you think the door's open and you go, and then Sora's like, "Oh, it's not opening" or something. And then for some reason, you have to specifically examine that sign that says something like, "Oh." Heroes who have conquered the challenge, you've proven your bravery, and you may proceed. Yep. And then it opens. Like, well, why didn't you just do that in the cutscene? Like, <laughs> why did I have to go out of my way for this? But whatever. So you get into the grand treasure room. So like, by my count, that's one, two, three, and then this is the fourth room. Yep. So the Cave of Wonders is a whopping four rooms, and the fourth one. Well, actually, two of them don't really have anything so wow such wonder (laughs) um so yeah speaking of not so wonderful pete's back somehow like somehow Somehow he's behind us though yeah (laughs) he came in before us i guess i should have taken a long turn at albuquerque (laughs) (laughs) yeah so what what is the the story of it is we go in we see a piece of treasure that is fit to exchange the lamp for. Inserts. Yep. I think it's very funny that Last World, literally, literally the end of last episode, we make the joke that, and I thought we would lose Donald to the curse of the treasure, and here we are, Donald the with ring, a green in his eyes, and can't avoid it. Yeah, yeah which. I don't know, I guess it's supposed to be like a nod to like Abu in the movie, where he also picked up this exact treasure and Ex- ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before he can even steal it, Pete kind of shows up in the background does, and is like, ooh, well, 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 here we are. Mm-hmm. And he also, yeah, and then, yeah. He even runs away before, he. so he basically makes the room pitch black and then runs off to be like, oh, maybe I'll steal the lamp now. But, yeah. like, the guys don't even see him or know it's him, so... Kind of a weird interaction. 
Yeah, it's just like, Pete, what what are you doing? So, like, what even is this plan here? Like, I guess he's, like, trying to get Jafar back specifically so he can get Jafar's Heartless. Am I reading that right, or am I just... Yes, he says that that during the cutscene that (laughs) preludes the the final boss fight, yes. He's gonna make one heck of a Heartless. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I feel like... It would have been more interesting if he was literally trying to get the gang back together instead of just, yeah. right, well, we're going to turn you into Heartless now. Like, that just feels like a non-starter. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, Ugh. well, how do you turn them into a Heartless if they haven't already turned into a Heartless? And they're already big, big evil boys. BB, yeah, yeah. BBEGs already. Who so. are clearly way stronger than you. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. So, oh. like, he just... Pete just brings everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. You are yeah. not wrong. He's but, like the Jar Jar Binks of Kingdom Hearts. Misa <laughs> <laughs> mm, gonna take over the world! <laughs> but, well, I'm trying to think uh, now. Like, Jafar is alive, quote-unquote, but contained. Hayes is still alive. Captain Hook doesn't show up. Oogie's still alive. Uh, Ursula's still alive. Well, no, Oogie... Melissa specifically brings Oogie back. I guess true, yeah. Which also... Ursula is just inconspicuously yeah. alive. Yes, she's stuck She's stuck in a musical world, so we choose to ignore her. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, Hayes still around. And then Hayes is just vibing. Yeah, and the hook... Hook doesn't exist in this game, and I think that's all the bad guys for one. Yes. Yep. That's everybody. Um, Weird. So, yeah, back to this stupid room. Um, surprise, defeat more Heartless, and again, there's an arbitrary time limit, and it's just beat Yeah, I heard you like arbitrary time limits. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the last room again, except you're not falling this time, so... Woo! There, yeah, it, there's just a Heartless counter, so... Um, yeah. Do what you want to do and smack a bunch of Heartless. I saw, I saw like, 50 Heartless, and I was like, <gasps> Wisdom Form fodder! I love it! So I just popped Wisdom Form to get a good amount of EXP. Also, there's a lot of icy, nice. icy cubes and fiery globes, so a perfect time True. to just uh, get a good amount of Wisdom EXP going. I think... I think I was charging my drive form at this point. Otherwise, I would have done that. No. Um, but yeah. You would have, could have, should have. Um, so yeah, you beat them. Uh, Goofy gets auto-healing as an ability, which I never use this because I never swap out my party members. So Yeah, I feel like it could. Well, y- you'll tell me if this pops up at any point, but uh, I'm on normal, so it's never difficult to the point. Where I need to swap party members, and also the yeah. the times where I the fights are going to be hard, they're usually worlds where there is no party member. Like I think of the data battles. I think of right, you know, other instances where probably the absence silhouettes is another another one where you get Donald and Goofy and you can't actually mm-hmm. switch with the world's party member. So I feel mm-hmm. like auto auto healing in concept seems pretty cool. Like it's so uh, for those who don't know because it's very minuscule. When that part, when you're in a world where there's more than one party member, well, you get your guest party member. The person who is sitting in reserve, if they have auto healing equipped, 
if their healing isn't maxed out, they'll heal as they are off on the sidelines cheering you on. But as we just mentioned, it's it doesn't like, um, get, get a lot of use, unfortunately. It's like the Pokemon ability. What is it? Uh, Regenerator, when you swap out, you gain, or you heal like 33% of your health. You know what I'm talking about, right? Is it Regenerator? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, I hope I hope a decent amount of our audience actually plays Pokemon, because back to recording now. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's true, jump true back words. in, shall we? Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, now that that is oh, no. over with, Sora oh, God. takes charge, and he says, Back to the city! Yep, I'm, I'm literally scrolling up right now. Yeah. I mean, thank God, honestly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're in the end game now, quote-unquote. Um, yeah, this one was so weird. It's like... It's just like over in a minute. It's like... If you just skip cutscenes, I mean, that goes from most Cage 2 worlds. Which is like, oh, well, this... Because like, I feel like a lot of the rooms like don't even have Heartless in them. So it's just like, yeah, there's just like not a lot of substance to this world. But yeah, you whiz back to the city, um, and then let's see, you like <laughs> yeah, if you don't you have to leave, you just like, the foyer. I guess you'd say you're like the main city streets because I know you can start fighting some fat bandits. Um, but yeah. Once you make your way to the palace, look who's back. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's Pete. And yeah, I think we both made this joke that uh, he can now both water and fire bend inexplicably. <laughs> yeah, and then, then Yago crashes in the wall and then Don and Goofy have their Ooh! reaction shot, which was very prominent in the trailers, as I remember. <laughs> you snooze, you lose, jumps. Um, but then Pete's like, "All right, let's let's get back to this quasi plot here." And then he summons the boys. Um, and then I guess Genie's like, "Well, Sora, you you guys got this one. I'm a little tired from the trip. Okay, so I'm gonna sit this one out." <laughs> He's been all the way around the world. Cut him some slack. And boy, are his arms tired. <laughs> um, yeah, so you fight them yourself, and to be honest, there is not a whole lot going on in this boss fight. No, other than them being big, squishy boys, who I like the design of. Although, yep. I'm very disappointed that they do not fuse at any point. <laughs> Yes, I would have liked a. <laughs> yes, I would have liked a. I mean, to be fair, no, I guess Hydra transforms into a battle, but um, yeah, Shadow Stalker into Duskthorn is memorable because it is. Yeah, a, like, this, this is this right isn't my that. final form moment. Yeah, I feel like this would have been a great like. The boss fight is simple enough to get through it without getting yeah. your, your house wrecked too much, and then like, oh no. They disintegrated into icy cubes and fiery globes. But what's this? They're starting to come together yeah, now. They're coagulating. Woo. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. wanting for a second phase because it's over so fast. Jeez. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's like, because there's two of them and like both of their health goes down pretty fast. And you end up taking yeah. out one of them 
uh, before you even know it, really. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess I just got this guru left, and then they don't really have anything to do. Because even when there was two of yeah. them, they didn't really have anything to do. But now it's just like, well, this is just sad. <laughs> um, exactly. So, they're not. Um, they're unfortunately they're not engaging enough to warrant a one on one. Yeah. So when when you do get down to one on one, it's just like, I want this to end. <laughs> yeah. So very much like how um, the Dark Possessor was like kind of a pushover, and then he you know evolved, quote unquote. Uh, y- you could have definitely had like a second form here that was like more tougher. Um, but what we do got is just sp- not even spam the reaction command because they don't really do it that often, but they both had their big gun attacks um, that are super mm-hmm. slow and predictable. I guess Blizzard Lords is kind of hard because you have to go to him and then do it, and I guess there's like a smaller window, but Fire Lord just does Definitely. his big belly flops and he comes to you and then you can use it and then, yeah. You fling them into the other, unless they're really far away, in which case you just fling them into nothing and then eventually they peter out. Um, but yeah, other than that, they got their, like, they, like, I think they have a melee attack with their staves, and then, yeah, they'll poof into their small counterparts, which is to say nothing. <laughs> So, yeah, they don't yeah. really have any attacks that are, like, mildly dangerous. So this fight's pretty tedious, if anything. Yeah, they have both just have over three bars of health. Not really, even. Mm-hmm. So it's over pretty quickly. And as you said, like, yeah, their move pool is pretty limited. They have their swipeys. They have ca- They have some form of, of cast, obviously. Then they have their, well, um, yeah, uh, Volcanic Lord going to Belly Flops, which you talked about. And then... Blizzard Lord goes into Freeze Breath, which I did get caught with. Mm-hmm. It has a much shorter window, obviously, and you have to go to him. So yeah, you start I've definitely near him. been hit by it before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you said, you get the reaction. You either get uh, Fire Gun or Blizzard Gun off, and you smack them into the other one. Yep. Um, just just profit. That's exactly. all. That, that's it, literally. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no reason you shouldn't be. And it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, this but yeah, fight has never there's nothing giving me trouble. Remarkable at all. Yeah, fortunately. So just another lousy cap to a completely pointless visit. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, like what did we accomplish here? Slash. Well, let's just sum- wrap up the actual story. So we beat them, and then yep. uh, cutscene of. I don't even know the whole spiel of, oh, we got the treasure back. And then Donald's like, yeah, that treasure. <laughs> Go get it, chumps. <laughs> so uh, originally, well, I guess originally, right, right after the boss fight, we seal, we seal up, Jaf- <laughs> we seal up Jafar's lamp, the smallest lamp in God, God's green earth, and like this seven by seven sarcophagus. Like it's, it's, I think yeah, Goofy which... is an entire mood here, like just staring at it. <laughs> it zooms in on the lamp, which is like in the center of this sarcophagus or like tomb, essentially. And then Donald, not Donald, uh, Sora and Aladdin start to pull the the slab over, and Goofy just stares at, it like, what if, what if I had all the power? <laughs> ho ho! But in reality, he's just like, yeah, he's just pondering. Obviously, but it just looks so obtuse because it is small lamp, big empty coffin. Yeah, like 
this is the exact opposite of how you would handle this, basically, where you're giving it this super conspicuous location where, like, if any sort of thief kind of wanders into this dungeon, basically, um, and they see this, like, giant slab, they're, they're, they're going to think, oh, there must be something really cool in here if they're trying to hide it so hard, and then they find the lamp, and it's like, oh, Jafar's back. Like, take it to the middle of the effing desert and bury it, like, 50 feet deep. And then keep digging. And then bury it. Dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole, dig a hole. <laughs> or, like, throw it into the ocean. Or, you know, zap it to the, like, snowy mountains that Aladdin was banished to. Or anything but, like, right in the center of the palace. Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Aladdin... <laughs> and then, yes, no now one, we get to Sticky Fingers. No one will ever find this lamp, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, then... So, yeah, that's weird. So, we beat the Harless, and then they cut to the dungeon scene. Then they all go back outside again. Back to the palace gates, the jewel, yeah. The jewel? That doesn't really... That's weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it is called referred to the jewel, so... Yeah. It sounds weird, but probably more accurate. But yeah, yeah. So Donald pretends to throw it, except he doesn't really. But then he's like, "Wow!" Yeah, I, I guess Abu steals it initially because plot has to happen somewhere. Yeah, and Donald's like, "Oh, you dumb monkey! Why don't you shine?" Mm-hmm. He just he does the do- he does the dog trick of like, "Oh, I didn't really throw the ball." <laughs> yep, exactly. <gasps> uh, but Donald can't hide. The true power of the jewel. Uh, the truly ambiguous power that kind of just shows up whenever it wants. But surprise, the jewel was yep. the lane totem. It was the key item we needed all along. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so Sora does his thing. It. And he tells them, hey, call me if you see Riku. Whatever. And then he wanders away dismayed. Another pointless trip. Down the drain. Mm. So yeah, what did but we, we got Genie? Yeah, we we got Genie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did get. Uh, uh, really quickly, Goofy gets an armor slot for beating the boss, and Sora gets uh, the finishing leap ability. Yeah, uh, for those which who care. But I never but use finishing leap because it's a square ability. But yeah, specifically square at the end of your combo, so it never feels natural to me because yeah, you have to count your hits a- and then do it. Because otherwise you're just going to do um, yep. a vertical upper slash, slash or whatever it's called. The launcher. Yeah. Upper is the one I, I actually use because... Because that's also a square. It's anywhere in your combo. Um, but literally between the starter... I mean, I'm, God, I'm getting calm flashbacks now. Uh, anywhere between the starter and the finisher, just hit square. And you'll just do, do a little swipey. You hit him in the air. You can then follow up. But yeah. Uh, up Retaliating. Not, not retaliating. Finishing leap requires you time your combo, mm-hmm. and sorry, this is Kingdom Hearts 2, I'm just going to keep pressing X, yeah, and I'll win the game, exactly. so no thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we also got Genie, and for as much as I was gushing about Chicken Little last episode, that's all the reasons why I don't care for Genie as a summon in this game, because... <gasps> As far as I know, he doesn't have any passive abilities where if you just pop him off and let him do his thing, like, he won't do anything. So, like, it's just his limits. Like, that's his only sort of moves. Um, And granted, Mm -hmm. he can do... Well, actually, I don't know. 
I was going to say, I think you could do more of them, but maybe not, actually. Maybe they take just as much drive gauge. I think they do, actually. Um, but yeah, his whole gimmick, which is pretty cute, is he has his own drive form, so he wants to be like Sora. Yeah! Um, so, of course, he only has Valor and Wisdom form right now. But, yeah, he's got his little form changes, and then each form has um, its own limit. Um but yeah, I don't really care for it because one, they burn through the drive gauge like crazy, and two, like honestly, I don't think the limits are that great on any of the summons. But I guess some of the forms are objectively better than others. Um, but yeah, I don't even—I couldn't even tell you what the Valor and Wisdom limits are. I think Wisdom is that the one where Sora jumps into his mouth. Yeah, so it starts with—he basically does the yeah. Wisdom shot where Genie's like sh- sh- doing finger guns. Shooting all the magic bullets. Um, mm-hmm. And then he does like a spiral move and then sort of like kind of leaps in his mouth and whatever. It's just a bunch of, it's a projectile be- spam. Big keyblade, yeah. Yeah, it's a bullet hell. Uh, I'll have to experiment in Halloween Town because I definitely remember Genie, Genie probably being a fave or a top two in terms mm-hmm. of summons. Mind you, we don't have too much to work off of, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't used him in a while, so I'll have to use him. And report back my findings. Okay, we can talk about him more next episode then. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. I... He's bottom tier for me, and by bottom tier, I mean he's the lower two summons, whereas Chicken Little is <laughs> in the higher, uh, top tier two, two, yep. two summons. Um, yeah, so we got that boy. And then that is that. And this is that's that. Uh, no Keyblade this go-round, which is fine. Um... <sighs> But yeah, what was the point of any of this? Because, <laughs> like, like, was there any problem here that specifically needed Sora, Donald, and Goofy? Like, could Aladdin really not have just gone to the Sultan and said, hey, we need treasure so we can stop Jafar from returning? Like, everything just felt so shoehorned just to, like, make them relevant. But even then, like, Aladdin could have just gone to the Cave of Wonders himself. So, this is about as low as it gets for me. To be honest, like, I always, like, all of the negative associations Agrabah has, I feel, stems from Kingdom Hearts 2 Agrabah, because it's, like, just really (laughs) hollow. Like, there's just not a lot to it at all. Yeah, I always appreciate it, because I feel like Port Royal is such... It l- I mean, drains me a little bit. Yeah, Agrabah is like half a step higher just because we're allowed to go around to different environments for, for more than five seconds. Yeah. But yeah, replaying it, it isn't too much better. I I do like the second visit a lot more. And we'll talk about that when we get to it, obviously. Yeah, but the second visit's I appreciate the landscape and the map and the map design of mainly the main city more than anything. But the plot itself is kind of... Literally bare blown, bare blowns. Mm-hmm. It's bare blown out of proportion or into proportion. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty lame. But <laughs> you thought that was all, you fools. So we get real plot. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure what Proxis, whether it's you know, seal a certain amount of keyholes quote-unquote i know that's not what it actually is but that's what we're calling it or if it's yeah. either finish agraba or halloween town i'm gonna assume it's that um 
But yeah, once you finish Agrabah, or whatever, <laughs> something will trigger a cutscene to happen where we see our girl, yeah. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, staring moodily into the horizon back on the Destiny Islands. And uh, yeah, I want I want to say, yeah, it has to be a certain number of world completions because mm. the same thing happens for Merlin magically yanking us yeah um, exactly after doing two worlds Same on the other situation. side being like well we're going back to marlin's um, house but yeah she's on the islands and she decides maybe waiting isn't good enough um, yeah also new outfit time yeah so yeah this is the first time we get to see a look at it yeah so aside from the inexplicable three zippers three Three whole ass zippers going <laughs> straight down the dress. <laughs> How does that work? Um, this is definitely Kyrie's best look, in my opinion. I mean, I do like schoolgirl Kyrie, but like that's just not really a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like this Let's... look. Although, I mean, I guess there's only the three, so it's not like there's too much competition. But yeah, it's a good look for her. Um... I, 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 so I do like, I mean, I think KH1 is the lowest on the list. I think, depending on what day you ask me, I could like the KH3 one, I could like the KH2 one. I guess the thing with the KH3 one, yeah. my only complaint, because I do actually like it, is that the tr- the Destiny trio, I think, is actually what Sora, Kyra, and Riku referred to as. Mm-hmm. If not, that's what I'm calling them right now. I believe, they're too samey. Like, obviously, they have a theme For sure. throughout the three of them, so they look like three triplets a little too much, in my opinion. But I think on its own, I do like the KH3 design mm. and about as much as the KH2 design, but okay. they're both pretty good IMO. Yeah. Like, Although, simple enough. If you stare long enough at her hoodie, it makes no sense. Because <laughs> it's basically, oh. like... Yeah, <laughs> like on her dress, there's like a strap that goes around her neck, but it's it's literally just a strap. But then the hoodie is attached to the strap, so it's literally just a yeah. The hood is attached to the s- and then you put the hoodie over your head. But like, and what situation would you be in where you would need to wear a hoodie, but you wouldn't need to wear like any sort of covering over, like to cover like your actual back? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so Nomura was getting a little, he was getting a little crazy with that one. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm looking at, because I just typed in KH2 Kyrie. Yeah, very much. Well, I, I just typed in KH2 Kyrie just so I could get a visual for, obviously, our discussion right now. So in our in, in-game character model, the stir of the hoodie disappears into the, I was going to say bra strap, the, the dress strap, like, it goes around the neck. But in actuality, the hoodie straps just go underneath the dress strap. So the hoodie is its own dumb separate mechanic, technically. But like, oh, uh, it just it hurts a little bit. Um. So yeah, she's on the beach being all mopey, and then Axel shows up to be mopey with her, and then she's like, mm, "Sorry, this is more of a solo cutscene, pal." And then she runs away after he sicks some nobodies after her. You're not acting very friendly. Um, 
<laughs> and that's that's pretty much the scene. Uh, somehow a quarter of darkness appears, and then she flees through it along with Pluto because she. I mean, you know, he's a dog. Of course, she's going to trust her. Um, and then they escape, and then they see a mysterious hooded figure once again, which is very strange. Um, and then where do they end up? The one and only Twilight Town! Yeah. You and that dog just came out of a black hole in the wall. Just gave us such a fright! <laughs> and yeah. that's that. Uh, we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. So, mm-hmm. Twilight Town is back into play, everybody. But, yep. um, we will get to that a little later. I don't know about you, but I usually save Twilight Town for uh, right before going back to Hollow Bastion. Um, yeah, I usually don't, but this time I was like, one, I think it's more on the, I think it's better to do it this, the way we're going to be doing it, like finishing up the worlds and then going back. Also, I realized that if we're, you know, if we're trying to take the most correct path in cage to the battle level in Twilight Town is higher than everything else. So, uh, I think the battle, it's definitely higher. If Acker was a 22, I think... Halloween Town's going to be 24, and I think Pride Land, spoiler, is 26. So it the game is saying, hey, 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 don't come here yet, even though we were in Twilight Town for maybe five minutes. So we'll, yep. uh, we'll hold off on that front at the end of the day. Yep. So, yeah, that is that for this week's shenanigans. Um, mm-hmm. So if you like this episode, you can do things. You can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. You can send us an email at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. You can share with a friend, as always. Uh, So, yeah, next week we will be taking a look at Halloween Town, which is very appropriate, uh, given the the timing of the spooky season. Uh, but yeah, until then, have yourselves a, a nice time. And yeah, enjoy not having to do Agrabah for at least five hours. But yeah, we will. <laughs> we've not seen the last of it, as always, with any of these Disney worlds. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, to the gummy ship and away say bye now bye 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 bye